This production is supported by Arts Council England. For more information, visit artscouncil.org.uk. Furtherfield.org for art, technology and social change. So my interviewee this evening is Jake Harris. Hello, Jake. Hi there. Uh, now, you are here with us tonight to share your knowledge and experience regarding free and open source software, and specifically the practical use of open source audio software. Is that right? Yep, that's right. Okay. So I am emphasising the word free here, but uh, we'll get back to that later on. Uh, but let's talk about your own history first uh, you were in a band in the 80s called Chack yeah um, or Shack Chack okay it's called Chack and well could you tell us a little bit about that uh, 80s electro band yeah yeah um, well Chack kind of existed between um, 1982 and 1987 and uh, it, was a, it was a bunch of university students really who'd, who'd come to Sheffield to make music and, was she um, one of those university students? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not actually from Sheffield, I'm from South Wales. But um, the, the kind of uh, music scene that was going on there at the time, I was certainly um, in the late 70s and early 80s, um, didn't sound like anything else that was happening at all. Um, the Human League uh, were the ones who made the charts. Uh, but there was also another one called uh, Cabaret Voltaire, who are really well known as pioneers of a kind of strange mixing of... of musical cultural influences and and strangeness uh which has never been bettered really and, and no one's ever done it quite the same either well they were the fir- they were the kinds of uh precursors of techno they were yeah and uh, uh we could say that they invented techno to some degree i mean to some degree yeah i mean i, th- I mean but they weren't like typical kinds of techno they're much more experimental much more some would say industrial <laughs> yeah. um yeah, Richard Kirk, who's, who's, who's a kind of uh, who's uh, who's the kind of who's music- one of the Cabaret Voltaire, one of Cabaret Voltaire, yeah. Um, I mean, he's very influenced by his background. He's from Sheffield, and um, I know a lot of musicians from Sheffield uh, from that period remember growing up hearing the sounds of heavy industry, yes. like the great drop hammers um, uh, over the east side of town, um, the Don Valley, which stretches from well, really from kind of just outside the middle of Sheffield all the way down. Um, was the largest uh, concentration of heavy industry outside the Ruhr Valley in Germany. So there's this massive amount going on, and uh, and people growing up with with the sounds of industry around them, and that's kind of reflected in it. Okay, so I mean, in a way, you answered my next question really, which was about to talk about Cabaret Voltaire and the Human League. And I remember seeing Cabaret Voltaire in the early '80s when they uh, was the same period as when they released Nag 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 yeah, as a yeah. single, and yeah. uh, when they had that backdrop live on stage, yeah. which was uh, white noise yeah. visuals as well as white noise sound <laughs> in a way. Yeah, Cabaret Voltaire were really a kind of immersive experience uh, for anybody who saw them at, uh, at that period. Um, with well, there's only a few bands that are actually dealing with immersive experience as part of the. That's the Swans, Robin Gristle. Virgin Prunes, The Birthday Party, yeah. and uh, and a couple of others, uh, SPK. SPK, um, yeah, and uh, Einstein's and the Neubauten. Einstein's and the Burton, collapsing new buildings, yeah. yes. <laughs> the industrial scene, yeah. I mean, the, the industrial scene was kind of contemporary with, with that going on. Um, so, 
Uh, there, were, there were a lot of crossover and ideas as well. But you've not talked about Chuck. Chuck. Yes. Chuck. Yeah. I mean, what we tried to do was take our influences and and take it to the charts. Basically, uh, we tried to take industrial. Uh, influences, funk influences, uh, particularly things like Parliament, um, and uh, from my from my own point of view, um, Nick Cave uh, and Captain Beefheart, and try and mix it all together and make it into into a kind of um, melange which would actually be played on the radio and get people into into all this other stuff. Um, we had a couple of um, indie chart hits, uh, the independent chart in that time, uh, 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 about 1984, 85 top ten ones and then we got a big deal with MCA and we, with that money we built Sheffield's first large recording studio ah. called Fond Studios where um, all sorts of bands recorded including some early warp uh, acts and some later warp acts uh, Pulp, uh, Cabaret Voltaire themselves and, right. and a whole host of others So that's a bit of good real history there that's uh, actually helped up some other bands that people know today. Yeah I mean it was, it was part of the there's, a, there's just a, a documentary being made about it called The Beat Is Law Part 1, uh, which deals with that, that period. Uh, it's made by Sheffield Vision. Uh, it's a documentary of that uh, period and with interviews uh, with people like other industrial bands of, uh, of our era, like Hula. And, I remember uh, Hula. And, uh, and later rock bands too, but, and, and Pulp, obviously, who, who were kind of um, very young and playing a kind of different kind of music. Um, but they, they, they too remember that they're, they're also um, Pulp are actually part of this history of, of, of Sheffield too, but well, very differently. I just wanted to. I'm going to move on from this, but I think it's really important to uh, to emphasise the actual historical context of media arts uh, in the UK that's related to artists from industrial music that are actually claiming the medium yeah. and technology themselves to make. They were thought they're making art, not just music. Right, yeah, so yeah. it was about experimenting, uh, creating your own record label, uh, just like NetArt started when people were making their own stuff on the internet, uh, saying, you know, critiquing commercial galleries right. uh, and as well as com critiquing commercial record companies. Yeah, so that I mean, spirit is very similar. To, to use the kind of socialist cliche, um, the. Um, Claiming the means of production was really important for Czech. And um, we, we saw Cabaret Voltaire had their own studio, the famous Western Works, which is now being flattened. But um, it was just a room with tape recorders and monitors, and, and they created all their stuff in, in there. So um, we also did the same, same thing and uh, uh, later created a, a record label called the Fon Label, which, which had some big chart hits. OK, I'm going to stop you there, because we really are here tonight to talk about open source. And there's so much history there, we're going to have to invite you back for another programme uh, to discuss the historical context of that. But I want to move on to the Sheffield bands that you've been working with uh, recently, and the band is called The Apt Gets. Now... The link with the apt gets is that it reflects the aspect of contemporary networked culture, which is a kind of open source rock band. Could you tell us uh, about this band and how you got started and why? Um, I was doing some research into um, open source software, audio software specifically, on recycled computers and what you could do with them. 
uh, in a community context, uh, and in this case in, um, in access space in, in, in Sheffield, which is Open Access Media Lab. Um, what I, wa I wanted to find out a few things. Uh, so I, start, um, I started with some uh, audio workshops, uh, which were kind of open, they were, they were practice based, and people started learning from each other, and a band formed out of it. Uh, and this band um, basi basically taught it, we, we taught each other to use open source software to perform with. And um, the, the research actually started with from building a machine all the way through to um, a community band playing live at a festival in Liverpool um, uh, four months later. Okay. So And uh, soon we're going to be hearing uh, uh, a track, one of your tracks, which is a live recording, uh, which will be called, I believe, uh, Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast. Could you tell us a bit what, about what that is? Ivory, Ivory Coast, it's, um, it's a classic Nigerian spam email. Um, what the app gets to do is, is, is uh, turn spam emails into, into pop songs yeah. using open source software and this one is uh, actually called I am in desperate need of your humble assistance actually I think I've seen that email so uh, <laughs> what was that so, me sending it <laughs> <laughs> so um, this is this is our first gig and it was recorded by uh, Tim Lambert in Liverpool okay let's have a listen
ServiceShield.org for critical engagement with art, technology, and social and social and social change. Uh, that was Ivory Coast by uh, Jake's band uh, uh, called uh, The Apt Gets. And afterwards you will be here another track uh, which is personally by Jake Harris which is called Uh, E-H, uh which is from the album uh, Lost Track uh, it's a track, uh, well, basically it's called Lost, a Lost CD, isn't it? Which we can talk yeah. a bit about a bit later. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I just wanted to ask, well basically open source software is freely downloadable from the internet for free and Linux is the most widely used operating open source operating system uh, I just, how long have you been using Linux operating systems and open source? Well personally since uh, 2003 um, basically it, I, I stumbled across it because I was looking for new software to use and uh, discovered that some stuff that was available for Mac and Windows was also available for Linux. Um, and that would be the applications? Yeah, the, yeah, the, like the applications. Gimp like GIMP, like, um, like uh, Pure Data, C-Sound. Anyone doesn't know, GIMP is an alternative <laughs> to Photoshop. It stands for GNU Image Manipulation Programme. Yes. Oh, we should actually mention the origin of open source. Yeah. Richard Stallman. Yes. Um, in two, um, 1983, um, a guy called Richard Stallman um, started the Free Software Foundation, which was um, a reaction to uh, the closed software of, of, of many commercial... Proprietary um, software. Yeah, proprietary software. It ba basically meant that um, you couldn't fix anything in the code, even if you could because they wouldn't let you because it belonged to them and they'd only pay people who worked for them to do it. So he, his reaction to this was basically, why don't you release software under a free licence so that anybody who can fix it or, or improve it can do it and then distribute it freely amongst other people who wanted this software uh, for them to improve it also. And this is, this is at the, really at the heart of, of, of uh, free software, um, free Libra open source software. This just does not make good business sense, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> well, it does. Because oh, there, there, there are plenty. Of, there are plenty of very, very large companies who encourage. Um, well, actually, the, the production of, of this software. Facebook stumble upon. Uh, they've they used, used open source uh, software to build their own empires. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and uh, social networks. Social networks. Uh, uh, is it Bing? Uh, also. Ling. What? Did Ling. You, did you say Ling? Ling. I don't know anything oh. called Ling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 let's just move on from there, because I just wanted to ask you, uh, for others listening out there, why choose Linux and open source as an alternative other than the more accepted operating systems such as Mac and Windows? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting that if something is free, people tend to kind of think, well, it's not quite as well, good. Well, people are conditioned to pay yeah, for things, they aren't are, they? Because yeah. it's social construction. What, so. what, what, you, you, when you start using um, open source software, free and open source software, you kind of enter into a deal. You, you, you become part of, of, the, of, the, um, of, of, of the movement because everybody who downloads it becomes part of the movement use it, uh, if you use it. I mean, the thing, the thing about it, as, as somebody who, who, who isn't able to program myself, um, I'm, I'm able to feed back about the software, therefore becoming part of the community and becoming useful to the community. So, do you feel that artists, techies and others who are choosing to use free and open source resources 
uh, for reasons reasons which can well do you think some of the reasons uh, connect with ethical and environmental issues well, they can do. I mean, from my personal point of view, and, and uh, from uh, experience at Access Space in Sheffield... Um, well, I was going to mention Access Space, yeah. because you work there. Yeah, I work there. Do you uh, want to explain Access Space and then what you're just... Yeah, um, Access Space and Open uh, Access Media Lab, which is always run open source software, uh, free open so uh, Libre open source software, on recycled technology. And one of the great things about s this kind of software is that it... It will work on machines that perhaps the, the latest Windows operating uh, system won't work on. Right, okay. Because it's too slow. Ah. But uh, the people that go to Access Space, yeah. uh, the, uh, they're all trained uh, to how to use the technology. Uh, and many of them actually haven't used uh, computers themselves before. No. And they all learn Linux. That's right. I mean... And so, therefore, it's very much about kind of like because uh, a lot of people's argument about not using Linux or open open source is the fact that the, the old argument which is no longer valid anymore is that it's too complicated yeah. but actually people that actually some people haven't been to college are using Linux and some of them are even homeless yep um there's a, there's a very very wide uh, section of society go, go, go into access space I mean the desktop for, uh, for, for a Linux operating system today is, is very similar to things that people are familiar with. Right. Um, you could go on it and you can find uh, your web browser, uh, OpenOffice, for instance, which is kind of like the equivalent of Word, um, all, all kinds of other uh, software which is kind of... you'd be used to using. It's just the drop-down menus would be different. OK. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to... Yes, the drop-down menus definitely are different, and... But that's the same, uh, if we think about it now, uh, the Linux operating systems right across the board are using very similar drop-down menus now, as in, in they're all turning into the same thing now anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you, I mean my experience actually has shown that, that if, if you need to think about certain things as generic right. nowadays, Yeah. and as long as you think that, that this can do this certain thing, then whatever um, application you use it'll be the same for you right so you are curator and researcher of loss which stands for linux open source sound yeah. a which is also a website dedicated to music made with floss which is basically loss with the letter f added in front meaning free linux open source sound floss yeah yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to explain a little bit because uh, this is audio? Yes. This is audio research with Linux technology, isn't it? Um, Lost started as a project by uh, my predecessor Ed Carter, um, and it was a curated uh, CD okay. uh, made only with um, open source software, usually on a Linux operating system. And it's also it also uh, was a, a live coding uh, uh, mini festival in two thousand and seven um, You can upload and download any uh, tracks from it so if you've got any if anybody out there's got any uh music made with floss you can upload it to it oh can they go there now and do they that they can as do well? that now it's it's yeah we just changed it over and do it's you working. want to mention the website address then yeah. it's um loss l-o-double-s-s l-o-double-s dot access hyphen space dot org Okay then, and you're and also where you're doing the research for audio tours. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you want to say that address? 
Yep. Um, my own website uh, is audio tools, one word, dot lowtech, L-O-W-T-E-C-H dot org. Okay. Uh, and that's a kind of springboard for people who might be interested in, in looking further into, into open source audio software. And that's software. where you upload your continuing research around, that's around right. using yeah. uh, music or, and all, uh, Linux-based audio tools. That's right, yeah. Uh, so what operating systems would you suggest to newbies uh, coming to Linux for the first time? Well, I mean, there's se there are several, and um, they're downloadable uh, from the web. Uh, I would suggest Ubuntu Studio, and that's at ubuntustudio.org. Okay, now, regarding Ubuntu Studio, there's yeah. been rumours about uh, Ubuntu. Uh, Canonical is run by uh, Microsoft now. Is that just uh, some mythology, or is that just nonsense? Or I've not heard anything. Okay. No, it, it, it's, uh, it's owned by Mark Shuttleworth. Who's yeah, I know, but hasn't he sold a licence I have no idea, okay. actually. OK, if we'll talk has, about that another time. That's getting too <laughs> geeky, so we'll move on from that. Um, but also, there's some other operating systems, like an artist operating system, which is Pure Dine. Pure Dine, yeah. That's, that's created by practitioners, um, go to 10. So it's all made by artists themselves, isn't it? They've put it back. Yeah, they put they they put this um, operating system together. Uh, it's 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 made by practitioners for practitioners, and it's available as um, either, uh, you can boot from a flash stick, which means that you don't have to install anything, or from a live CD, which again is um, is an operating system that runs completely in the ra in RAM, and you don't have to install anything. Yeah. So, for instance, you can go and get a computer uh, that's been recycled. Yeah. Uh, go get a USB stick, download it onto the USB stick, stick it into your computer, then you've got a free operating system that costs you nothing. Yep, that's almost right. And maybe a computer fifty quid or something. Yeah, I mean, we know this because we <laughs> did this to ourselves with a project called Zero Door Laptop, where we worked with homeless, yeah. where we gave them the laptops for nothing, and they had free open uh, uh, operating systems and everything. They took took laptops away. Indeed. So therefore, there's much more control over the medium. Absolutely. And how you're represented as Absol an individual or a group. That's right. So. Uh, some I just we have got about a couple of minutes, not even that. I just wanted to ask what kind of audio tools that you would recommend for people to use. Um, I think the the, the track that's coming up, eh, yeah, eh, which is eh question mark, which isn't what on earth is that? that uh, that's after Alan Sondheim, right? Go on, okay, go on. Um, that 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 track contains fifteen. Uh, tracks which are either recorded as uh, with which a microphone, from the lost CD, which yeah. is from the lost CD, um, or, st or there's a stereo field recording, four stereo synth uh, virtual instruments, um, and two kind of breakbeat tracks. Um, that's all done with um, with uh, 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 an audio MIDI sequencer called Rose Garden. Oh yes, I've used that myself. A sampler called Specimen, uh, an audio sequencer called Ardor. Yeah, and was that Ardor? Uh, <laughs> don't know. There's debatable how to, what to call I think it. it's our door. Our as in, door? As in our digital audio workstation, if you want to get really geeky. I thought it was French. Mm. Everyone's me got laughing love. Uh, well, and a wave editor called Audacity, which you can get cross-platform anyway for Mac and Windows. Well, so. what's so great, many of these applications, you can use them on Mac or Windows and not pay for them. Arda particularly, you can download for, for OS X, Mac OS X, okay. uh, for a small donation, and it's... Um, it's a really amazing thing for something which, which is so inexpensive. Okay. So, so I recommend Mac users have a look at that. Uh, okay, well, 
that's it that is it uh, so no doubt we can discuss this subject and your work for much longer but time is asking us to stop now so until next time thank you for coming in to share with us your knowledge and experience uh, open source technology <laughs> cheers for having me thank you extra pain relief I'm a busy girl about town friends ask me why my teeth are so white my hair so glossy my skin so radiant and clear well I use Linux Linux formulated and controlled by thousands of experts all over the world Linux is so sweet mmm Linux Linux is so sweet mmm Linux Radio Pingus. It's Thursday.